rivals, and fashion trends from Elkmont's Facebook and Instagram pages or shop Elkmont online at ElkmontTradingCompany.com. That's E-L-K-M-O-N-T TradingCompany.com. Elkmont is conveniently located in Powdersville off of 153 and in Clemson at 93 and Highway 123. And finally, go Tigers! second win ever they've won two of three now in this building and open up the second half of the ACC in about the best way possible Clemson wins it over North Carolina 80 to 76 what a great win for our Clemson Tigers how do you like me now how do you like me now now that I'm on my way you still think I'm What is going on, South Carolina and all the ships at sea? I didn't hear that tale at the end, Ravonna. Did it play? Did the yes. little road rage thing play? I didn't no, hear it. I told you. You told me to leave that part off. No, you said you were putting it back on. Oh, my God. That's what you said. That's the well, last I, thing I you did, said to me. You said you were putting put it back it on. on. You forgot what you said there. I didn't there. put it on. In any case, uh, in any case uh, how do you like me now? Hey, uh, you know what today is? Today, you know what day, uh, today is, Ravonna? What? Let's make the world a better place. Punch a brown L hater in the face. Stay. <laughs> that rhymes. That's right. That's you right. Do that on purpose? Oh yeah. No, no, that's an old thing. I just uh, substituted, you know, uh, the name. Oh, it is? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I think okay. that came from uh like Jim Rome days somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Make the world a better place, punch uh, a brown L hater in the face day. That's what today okay. is. Okay. You know, give him a ten year right. extension. You know, I'm tired of the brown L stuff. I am. Uh, if you honestly, if you don't get that this guy's a good basketball coach, I'm just fed up with you. I, 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 you can believe whatever you want to believe. It's America. You're free to be an idiot. Believe whatever you want to believe. This this university is one of the best basketball coaches in the country. They should just give him a ten year extension. That's what they should do. That's what they should do. You know, Ramona. Think about the history, Ramona. Of how many how many Clemson coaches have won in the Dean Dome? Dean Dome. You know what the answer is? Like none of them. None of them. You know, Clemson has now won two games in that building, and both were by Brad Brown now. And, oh, by the way, there are two times in the last three meetings there. So you can stop with the North Carolina had won 60 in a row because now Clemson's won two of the last three in their building. In their stinking building. (laughs) You know, hey, listen. Listen, what a performance last night. Uh, by this coach and his basketball team. Uh, honestly, uh, I don't know where it all came from, but and we're going to have him with us later today. Brad Brown will join us at 5.05 today. Uh, and, and, you know, I often say this. Look, I don't care who joins this show. Like, if people think like, well, you know, Walt, you just like him because he joins. No, I could not care less. 
I cannot call this. It's not like the, It's not like if they let Brad Brownell go, the next coach won't come on the show. You know what I mean? It's it's irrelevant. You got to talk basketball. It, it, right. It's a, it's it's irrelevant. It has no no bearing on anything. I, I I never care, and nor do I judge people by who does or does not come on the show. It's it's not the point. The point is that I believe in in this coach. I believe in in his knowledge of the game. And I think you clearly see Clemson basketball is getting better. Have there been some down points this year? Yeah, there there have. But l- look, l- what's going on right now in this country is that nationally, nationally, national writers who cover basketball are saying, this isn't just me or anybody on this station, are saying that Clemson has the two best road wins of any team in America. And keep in mind, it should be three because Clemson got freaking hosed at Duke. It should be three. Everybody knows it. In fact, people are referencing it. Outside of this area, people are referencing it. Clemson's wins at Alabama and North Carolina are the two best road wins that any team in America has. And that's got to count for something. As Jay Billis always says, it's not who you lose to. It's I care about who you beat, who you're capable of beating. And Clemson last night played the most connected physical game that I've seen them play in a number of years. I just think it was completely different, you know, Part of it was probably that Clemson came out shooting well. And offensive guys who weren't feeling great about themselves suddenly were. And look, I gave you a a list of things yesterday that would have to happen for Clemson to win. I'm going to go over those in a minute. I'm going to go over those in a minute. Because every one of them happened. Check, 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 check. Every one of those things that we said had to happen yesterday. And, and I thought that North Carolina might come into this sleepwalking. I thought it was a, a really good time to go there and play them. And I think at the start of the game, they were. Now, they found themselves, and Clemson still had to win the game. But Clemson played the toughest game defensively, the most connected game defensively that they have played all year. And I don't think it's even close. I just don't even think it's close. I don't think Alabama played that well when Clemson played Alabama. You knew that you were going to have to go in here and beat this team. And it and, and it was a must-win kind of situation. If you really wanted to secure your spot in the NCAA, which Clemson has now done. Clemson's going to the NCAA tournament. That's a, that's a fait complete. They're going to the NCAA tournament. But... Things happened last night that have never that I have never seen happen before. I just want to be clear about that. Um, and you know, I suggested some of this stuff on Twitter last night, but I didn't give details because I wanted to sort of save it for the show. Let me start with PJ Hall, and we'll get to the little checklist in a minute. P.J. Hall played the best basketball game he has ever played at Clemson. Ever. I, I, I don't know what he went. Eight for 20. I, I don't know what he went. Took a bunch of threes. What did he take? Ten threes? I, I don't know. He played the best basketball game he has ever played at Clemson. Or are there games that he scored more? Are there games that he blocked more shots? Yes. But he 
key, start, I'm starting with him. He's the best player. He was the best player in the court last night by a mile. By a mile. You know, that's why all the R.J. Davis player of the year talk was even premature. P.J. Hall was the best player on the court last night. Oh, by the way, when Clemson went to Duke, he was also the best player on the court. So uh, against two of the other leading candidates for player of the year, Filipowski and, and Davis, uh, P.J. Hall outperformed both of them. And really, Clemson won both those games. They just got hosed in the first one. But why did P.J. Hall play the best game he ever played in his in his Clemson career? Because it was by far the most active defensively he has ever been. By far. He was all over the place. Offensive glass. He was hitting the glass. He was he was he was having he was uh he converted a number of putbacks. But defensively, he it looked like the healthiest he'd ever been. And he was moving his feet. There were times in switches, he's he's having to defend smaller guys. He was moving his feet laterally. He was more active defensively in every way than any game he's ever played. I'm going to ask Brad about this later. Because I think it was the best game he has ever played. Complete total game. He was a friggin' warrior last night. A warrior. He wasn't having any of this North Carolina stuff. And he wasn't alone because his mates all joined in. But P.J. Hall, his activity level on defense was greater than it has ever been in any game since he's been at Clemson. Of course he did the offensive stuff. Clemson can't win unless he goes out and scores 25 or 26 in that building, whatever he had. But it was the defensive end. It was the consistent energy level. It was moving his feet. It was he, he made a bigger impact as a team defensive player than I have ever seen him make before. So kudos to PJ Hall. Dude, you were not the bit just the best player on the court last night. You're the best player in this league. Ian Shefflin. I don't know. I, I had felt that Ian had been in a little bit of a funk. I, I, when I went back and watched the Virginia game, he was more active than I originally thought the first time I watched it. But I had thought he had been in a little bit of funk. Funk no more. <laughs> funk no more because Ian was an A-kicker last night. An absolute A-kicker. He wasn't having any of it either. He was every stinking where. Everywhere. He was he was not having any of it. This team never surrendered. Every time North Carolina put game pressure on them, this team responded. And they responded not just on the offensive end, but with the most connected defensive performance they have had all year by a mile. By a mile, because individually, guys played better individual defense last night than they have played all year long. This is an offensive basketball team whose offensive stars aren't known for their individual defense. Last night, they were all known for it because it just kept carrying through. Joe Girard played a better defensive game than he played all year. He wasn't having any of it. And he was tired of this, I can't shoot against North Carolina stuff. He said, I will show you how do you like me now. 
and he lit them the freak up. Chase Hunter mixed it up more last night, played better defensively, had a tough assignment for much of the game in Davis. Also, grabbed some key rebounds. I don't know how many rebounds he was credited with, and I don't remember the exact moment in the game. I, I, it was late in the second half. I don't remember the exact moment. But but Chase went to the defensive glass and yanked down a rebound that all I remember was came in a key moment, and that's not a play he's made all year. Chase Hunter was a star last night. Chase Hunter was a star. Wiggins hit a big shot late. Wiggins hit a big shot. Dylan Hunter, I don't know how many minutes he played. It wasn't probably what he's been used to playing, but he impacted the game. Oh, and then there was Jack Clark. Because now you see what Clemson has missed all year. Oh, I know he went one for six. I don't care about that. He had seven or eight rebounds, and his defense and his toughness and his length has been sorely missed all season long. He is what I have described as the missing link. Brad Brownell, when the last time I spoke to him, I'm going to ask him again today about Jack Clark, because the last time I spoke to him, you could tell he wasn't ready to go all in on that because he just, you know, he wasn't at a point where he could trust it, whether Jack would actually be there or not. But this is the impact of the guy that was out all year. This is what you were missing. This is an additional rebounder and a 6'10 guy who can guard multiple positions. You did not have that. This team has missed that ingredient all year. That's why Jack Clark was brought in here. He was brought in here to give you those ingredients. And he hadn't been able to for an injury that's basically played him for two years. Well, he did last night. I don't give a rat's behind about his one for six. He impacted the game. Jack Clark was a major impact last night with his rebounding and his defense and his length, and he gives Clemson something moving forward as long as he stays healthy that they do not have. They have pieces. I mean, Wiggins is a, is a scoring machine. But he doesn't rebound. Even his dad admits he doesn't rebound the way he needs to yet. And I think, what do you have last night? Zero, one? Clark gave you seven or eight rebounds last night. He's a more mature player. He's physically stronger. He competes. He's a great rebounder. He's active. He rebounds out of his area, and he can guard multiple positions. Clemson had all this stuff going last night, and they played the most physical, the most mentally tough game they have played all season by far. Easily the most connected they've been defensively. I was absolutely proud of them last night. Proud of proud of that team. Proud of every player who wore Clemson's colors. Every player who contributed last night and proud of the coaching staff. Uh, absolutely tremendous job. And, and Brad did a great job of balancing P.J.'s foul trouble. You know, the announcers kept saying he, they need to get him back in. He knew what he was doing. He played it exactly the way he should have once P.J. picked up his third foul. Uh, absolutely tremendous, gutty performance by Clemson last night. And every time North Carolina, you know, at the four-minute mark, it was tied. And I wrote, this team deserves to win this game. They have 
worked their A's off, and they deserve to win this game. And I got the couple people who wrote, yeah, this is where they choke. Well, this is where they choke. Again, how do you like me now? Because there was no choking last night in the Dean Dome. No, there was authoring something that nobody else has done. Name me all the other teams that have won two of their last three games in that building. Go ahead, I'll wait. It was a brilliant performance by Clemson last night. By just in every way, shape, or form, their best game of the year. When we get back, I'll, I'll read you the numbers that support what I talked about yesterday. I gave you every ingredient that was going to be necessary for Clemson to win if Clemson was to win the game. We told you how it would have to unfold, and it unfolded exactly that way in order for Clemson to win. But but I'll tell you right now, the, the toughness that that team played with last night, they were just not going to be denied. They were tougher than North Carolina last night. They were mentally tougher. They were physically tougher. And when they had two bad calls go against them in the last four minutes of the game where they could have easily succumbed, where they could have easily succumbed, two bad calls in the last four minutes, not in the first 30 minutes, in the last four minutes, two bad calls went against Clemson. They overcame both of them. They won anyway. Sing it, Toby. Quick break. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glenn Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sunbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. Carolina Top Dressing is your go-to solution for maintaining a healthy and vibrant lawn. With our specialized soil conditioning program, we ensure your grass stays nutritious and healthy. Right now, take advantage of our limited time offer and receive a free lawn aeration when you sign up for our program. Trust us to help your lawn thrive all season long. Visit us now at carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, go Tigers! Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, see for yourself why the team at Ralph Hayes Toyota and Anderson has been blocking out the competition for 75 years. PJ Hall here, letting you know if you want to stay on time during the regular and postseason, Ralph Hayes Toyota has your next ride. From their certified pre-owned to all their new 2024 Toyotas, South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer welcomes you. Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. We wrote the book on price. Ralph Hayes Toyota. An ultimate day of relaxation and rejuvenation from Lilia Day Spa in Anderson is the perfect gift for her on Valentine's Day. Year after year, they've been voted Anderson's premier spa, and their staff is ready to treat her mind, body, and spirit in a relaxing and private setting. Choose a sweet treat package or a Be Mine package, a sweetheart or a Cupid's holiday package. Lilia Day Spa can create something special, or a gift certificate is ideal for Valentine's. Anderson's premier day spa, Lilia Day Spa, 116 Benson Street, downtown Anderson. Harbin Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screen porch. Have it completed so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit HarbinLumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's 706-356-4300. This is Greg Elliott, the Prosperity Group. 
Are you retiring anytime soon? Are you concerned about the market volatility? What about all the banks that have gone under? Do you realize that now there's over 144 banks that could be having problems? Folks, is your cash safe in the bank? What are your options? Let me show you how we can protect your money, add money to your retirement account, create a pension-like income, and an inflation-friendly increasing income, and we'll help you with tax-free strategies. Call me at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. Tax Talk with Straight Talk. You give and you give. This tax season you get with Straight Talk Wireless. You get a reliable 5G network and unlimited data and a new Samsung Galaxy A15 for just $99. So you can give your janky phone to your kid. Good talk. Switch to Straight Talk for plans starting as low as $25 a line per month for four lines. Find us at Walmart and straighttalk.com. For network management practices, visit straighttalk.com. Device offer ends 414-24. In-store activation on single silver unlimited plan or higher required. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Taxes and fees apply. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Roar, knocking down topics like bowling pins. Straight down the middle. No hook, no spin, no fuss. Anything more, and this becomes figure skating. We are The Roar. Taking care of business by intent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, Mr. Fender, Ramona writes, Ramona, stay close to that dump button today. Walt's fired up, and we are effing loving it. <laughs> Thank uh, uh. you, Mr. Fender. Uh, you know, look, honestly, there were so many times last night that they could have collapsed. You had to take PJ out. You had to sit him. The lead evaporated. At any point in there, you could have collapsed. But as soon as he got back on the court, the plus minus again went in his favor. And again, it went in Clemson's favor. And Clemson just refused to yield. Even when North Carolina was tied with four minutes left, you thought, well, if there's ever a place, based on what's happened previously, this is where it's going to go wrong. Clemson wasn't having any of that. You know, and there was a sequence there where Gerard hit a three and and the following trip down the court for North Carolina, Washington threw the ball, threw about a, a you know, he's in the he's near the baseline somewhere, and he threw about a uh, 70 foot pass into the backcourt. And when you know, I wrote when I saw that, yes, in capital letters, like a million letters, and and I think people thought it was on the Gerard three. It wasn't. It was. I actually wrote that about North Carolina sailing that pass backwards because I thought that that was the end. I thought when they sailed that ball into the backcourt, I thought the game was over right there. I thought that's. I thought that's where it ended. Uh, Ed, I have people writing you uh, like suggesting. I wonder if uh, Zeke and uh, Tariel Chad are going to call. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, Texted historic. Uh, sadly, PJ won't win the ACC Player of the Year. I, I don't know. I, I I know this. He was. I know he was the best player in the court last night in that building. I know this. 
I know in my mind he played the best game he's ever played. I thought he played the most complete basketball game he has ever played. Many games he's dominated on offense. Some he's he's dominated with shot blocking. He's the second leading shot blocker in the league. But last night he helped dominate with positional defense and moving his feet in a matter. His competitive fire last night was the most significant I've ever seen it. And I thought that was true with Ian Shefflin, and I thought it was true with Gerard, and I thought it was true with Chase Hunter, and I thought it was true with Jack Clark, and I thought it was true with Dylan Hunter off the bench. Uh, almost to a man, they played their best. They were, again, the defensive effort last night, uh, you know, honestly, I've been talking a lot about the the notion of there's almost two teams here. There's an offensive team and there's a defensive team and never the two meet. And, and you know, Brad has acknowledged that. But last night, that wasn't the case. The offensive guys played unbelievable on the defensive end, unbelievably on the defensive end. They were just absolutely terrific. Gervonta, I'm coming to you. couple things. I gave you four or five things yesterday that I thought were keys to the game. The first I said was Clemson is going to have to be close to North Carolina in the number of free throws attempted. Always a huge factor when you go to Tobacco Road. Well, North Carolina shot 25 and Clemson shot 20. That's what I mean by close. That's where you had to be. That's where you had to be. Clemson was right where they needed to be. There was no huge advantage there for North Carolina as there usually is. Three-point shooting, I said, has to has to change. has to be dramatically better. We pointed out, again, reminded people that Clemson was 1 of 18 the last game and that that wouldn't happen again. Well, guess what? From minus 21 in the first game, you went to plus 6 in this game. Minus 21 in the game here in Little John, plus 6 last night uh, in the Dean Dome. Rebounding. Another area that I talked about, how Clemson was uh, uh, short 11 rebounds. It was uh 44-33 or something like that. Clemson, uh, North Carolina out-rebounded Clemson by 11 the first time around. Last night, 42-41 in favor of North Carolina. One. One rebound advantage. All the And then finally, transition defense I thought was another key. And Clemson did a great job in that category. And at times, one of the ways they did it is by competing off the offensive glass. They fought off the offensive glass. Look, here's how basketball works. Every You don't have a great defensive possession until you come away with a clean defensive rebound. That's what starts transition. And if you can't come away with a clean defensive rebound, if every rebound is contested, you're going to have a hard time running. That's the first way Clemson stopped North Carolina's transition last night. They hit the glass. They competed for the ball. Every time it was on the rim, they competed for the ball last night. Just friggin' kudos across the board. One of the best games I've ever seen Clemson play. Ever. Ever. I just thought so many areas last night. Again, the intensity was remarkable. I, honestly, I've thought at times this team lacked that. And I think part of it was, you know, the offensive players on this team had basically been slumping in terms of individual shooting of the ball. Well, that gets into your mind. You know, last night they started out shooting the ball really well. And and I don't know whether that was it entirely, but just the, 
you know, maybe it was that, you know, cliche alert, their backs were up against the wall, you know, that that they felt a necessity, you know, I, I, I don't know, an urgency. All I know is they balled their A's off last night and they competed for everything, absolutely everything. And it was to a man. Every one of these players played just terrific basketball. Um, so, again, uh, tremendous effort. That's what it was going to take. And, and you know, here's the thing. You knew that this thing would get close even if it wasn't at times. You knew it would get close at the end, and it was going to be could you hold them off. And, and you could see it. You could see it in their faces and the intensity with which they were playing. They were not having it last night. Gervonta, Gervonta, what's going on, Gervonta? What's going on, Walt? How you doing? Good, Gervonta. Good to have you. Good, man. Good. I, I see Clemson pulled a big one out last night. Yep. I'm uh, glad for my niggas. Uh, I've been against Brad, Brad Mel, uh, the whole time he's been Clemson. Uh, congratulations, Brad, on your win. There you go. But uh, I know everybody's excited. Everybody should be excited. I mean, it's time. It's not about Brad. It's about the team. But I just want to know, it's a lot of expectation today. People saying Clemson's going to win the ACC and people got all these predictions. But I want to know if Clemson derails in the next couple of weeks, will this season, what will, we, what will we remember this season as? Just that we beat North Carolina and Chapel Hill? What, what is the expectation of this team this year? Do we expect them to go to the Sweet 16? Or, I mean, because I, mean, I understand we beat North Carolina last night. But if we don't make the tournament or we get to the tournament and get put out, what's the expectation? That's all I want to know, Walt, in your, in your opinion. Go well, Tigers. Thank yes, you. Thank you, Javante. Well, I mean, first of all, I, I think Clemson's already in, uh, barring a complete collapse, which is not going to happen now. Now, look, are you <laughs> – are you going to have to worry a little bit about the game at Syracuse for the same reason that North Carolina people should have been worried about the game last night coming off the emotional win over Duke? Yeah, there's the, that's human nature. There's going to be that element. Uh, so that's the one that's the one I'm worried about right now. But I will tell you this with absolute certainty: if this team plays with the same type of effort and intensity they played with last night, they will win out. They'll win every game the rest of the way. They won't be. It won't be uh, seven and you know whatever. It won't be six and whatever. I had people yesterday saying, "Well, I think we only win three or four. Some of those people, by the way, Ramona, have already written me and said, "Man, I had it wrong, Walt," and and I'm happy for it. So, uh, kudos to those people. Kudos to those people. You know, uh, well, well done. But I I know this: if Clemson plays with the intensity and ferocity that they played with last night, they'll win out. There's nobody left on the schedule that's going to beat them. Uh, now, again, in terms of degree of worry about the remainder of the schedule, right now my main concern would be this next game because you're coming off you know, one of the best wins in your history. So that would be my concern. Just as you know, I thought that North Carolina beating Duke here opened a, a window – for Clemson to take advantage of if they could. And uh, and that's what happened early. You know, North Carolina was not, they were still uh, reliving Duke in those first few minutes. And that's what left them in a hole, a hole that they recovered from. Um, and that's why it doesn't in any way detract from what Clemson did. Uh, 
Jason in Columbia. Jason, good to have you. Hey, Walt. Yeah, Walt, man, this one caught me by surprise for sure. Um, You know, I've been frustrated because I felt like, oh, no, this season, you know, we started out so hard and and, and racked up everything we did in the non-conference, and I was worried that we were just kind of wasting that down the stretch here in conference. It sounds like from what you're thinking, as long as as long as we don't just absolutely melt down here to finish the ACC schedule that that we're in. So, so are you thinking like even yeah. if we split, like if you think if we even if we like split down the road, are are, are we still going to be in based on uh, our net ranking and non-conference plus this win? Yeah, I sort of think so. Yeah, I mean, I I think this team. Okay. I think this team is in, and now the question is, you know how. How much can they solidify their seed? I think that's what they're playing for right now. I think Clemson's playing for seed from this point on. Because, look, first of all, I've heard all this nonsense. I wrote this on Twitter about, you know, the ACC's only getting two teams in. I think the ACC's getting five teams in. Um, And I think those other three teams are Clemson, Virginia, and Wake Forest in that order. Um, But if there's one that's suspect, more suspect than the others, I think it's Wake. But I, I think the ACC is getting four in, and I think Team Three is still Clemson, uh, despite the fact Virginia won here. And as based on that, you know, I don't think I don't know if Lenardi had any new uh, projection today. I did when I checked, there was nothing that I saw that was out. But uh, but I think Clemson is is firmly entrenched now. Again, there are national basketball people, not not. Not the people here who cover Clemson on a daily basis. Not us. There are national basketball people now who have uh, who have uh, awakened to the fact that Clemson arguably has the two best road wins in America at Alabama and at North Carolina. It, it you would be hard pressed to find another team with two better road wins than those two wins. And and. Not only that, Jason, but these same people, and some of these people were critical of Clemson at times, these same people are also pointing out the Duke game. And everyone knows that Clemson yeah, got yeah. hosed in that game. You know, uh, and, and you you take away that now and think where Clemson would be. They yeah, would have and, and also, too, it's funny, Watts. Yeah, it's funny, too, Walt. Like, even the chicken curse rears its ugly head for our friends in Columbia because now the better they've done this season, the better that win makes our resume look. But, uh, you know, I know you're going to have Brownell on later. You know, I don't think it's a stretch to say, Walt, this is one of the biggest victories in in Clemson uh, history. I mean, to to go up there and beat them when they were number three and – Hey, man, I'm a long-suffering Clemson basketball fan, so I enjoyed every second of it. Um, and like you said, they came through in the clutch when they had to, and it was nice to see the, the North Carolina fans sitting on their hands, crying about the officiating. I got a good laugh about that reading Twitter. Uh, but just all credit to the, to the coaching staff and to the players. And, uh, yeah, man, that, that, was, that was so much fun last night. And, and I sure do hope we go on a run here to finish and, and finish strong. Yep. Well done, Jason. Good talking to you as always. Doug, I'm going to get to you on the other side. Yeah, look, I, I think that uh, – I think just the, the, the sheer intensity with which Clemson played last night um, just unparalleled this year. I mean – they were there for a fight. Uh, you know, I, I think they 
I think they felt they did not play their best in that first game. There were areas they played pretty well in that first game, but one obvious area they didn't play, play well in is they they went one of 18 from three. And you're not going to win a game against North Carolina going one of 18 from three. You know, we said yesterday, another thing we said is that, you know, if you're going to go there and win, you're going to have to score. We said that. You know, you, you, you're not beating North Carolina scoring 55 points like they did in the first game. Clemson went there and scored. They did all those things, all the things they needed to do to win in that building, which is virtually impossible, and Clemson did it. So, you know, again, they, I just, I mean, you could just see, you could feel the intensity with which Clemson was competing. They just weren't having it last night. Walt Tip Tula Road Rage, quick break. Doug, you're first on the other side. When it comes to legal advice, Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, is here to help. As a former state prosecutor, Nick Lavery's been fighting for Tiger fans for over 24 years. Whether you're hurt on the job, in an accident, charged criminally, or need assistance with your real estate closing, Nick Lavery is here for you. Call him today for your free consultation at 864-654-3680 or visit nicklaverylaw.com. It's moving day, and Tiger Moving Company is here to help. Skip the headache. Hire the professionals with the right tools for your move. They're a clean-cut and reliable team, pack and assemble furniture seamlessly. So all you have to do is make yourself at home. To top this all off, they even start and stop the clock at your house, charging you a flat hourly rate. No rounding up. Call today at 908-9028 or email tigermoving at gmail.com to make your next move with Tiger Moving Company. Nothing says I love you like a clean home. This Valentine's Day, call the cleaning pros at zero res. Right now, mention me, Mickey Plowler, and The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for just $109, plus a free hallway. Book online at zeroresgreenville.com. The Pendleton Tire Company wants you to have as strong a tire as you are. The Michelin Defender LTX is ready for the tough jobs and the long hauls. It holds up to tough conditions and will keep you rolling strong with confidence. Give Zach or Joey a call at 864-646-3694. Michelin Tires and the Pendleton Tire Company, a winning combination since 1973. Call them today and be sure to check them out at PendletonTire.com. Sitting here today with our good friend, Gary Mahaffey of Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. Gary, texter asks, Walt, I screwed up waiting on my insurance company to sign a new contract with my hospital doctors and they failed. Can Gary help me? Texter, you are far from being the only person who did this. I have a high probability of being able to help you, but time is of the essence. I need you to contact me right away at 864-307-8484 to resolve this dilemma. There you go, listener. You need to move on this and call Gary today at 864-307-8484. Again, 864-307-8484. And remember, the Gary represents the seven largest Medicare insurance companies in approximately 125 different plans. In the unlikely event that you would want another company's plan, Gary will still shepherd you through SHIP or Medicare to accomplish that goal. All right, people, it's Valentine's Day. Everything has to be perfect. Cheers, Chef! At Ingalls, we know that not every Valentine's Day is four-star perfection with string quartets and swanky restaurants. My boyfriend bought me flowers. 
that it's not the money you spend or the elaborate lengths you go to. Happy Valentine's Day! It just has to come from the heart. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way. Baseball season's almost here, and we have you covered from now until opening day. Hitting is not about muscle. It's simple physics. Calculate the velocity V in relation to the trajectory T, which G, gravity, of course, remains a constant. We are the roar. Ever since I was a young boy, I played the silver ball. From Soho down to Brighton, I must have played them all. But I ain't seen nothing like him in any amusement hall. That depth on the blind kid sure plays a mean pinball. Welcome to the Road Race Run. I want to start the show last night. I wanted to start the show last night. I just I could not. Oh <laughs> yeah. I could not wait. I mean, again, I, I just the the effort level and the intensity with which Clemson played last night just unparalleled. I'm not sure I've seen a team play harder in college basketball all year than Clemson played last night. Uh, and and whether you attribute some of that to the early shooting that really engaged the offensive players on defense? I, I don't know. Possibly. You know, we might ask uh, Brad about that too um, because a lot of these guys had not been seeing the ball go in with regularity. And and one of the, the factors, and somebody wrote this to me a minute ago too, um, and I think they're 100% right, um, is that you would think now Remember, remember what Brad said in one of those past interviews. He he, he talked about uh, water finding its level. It was in relation to the three point shooting thing, that in water finding its level, and maybe that's about to turn. Because I would think that other than the the emotional deal coming off this game, I'm glad you don't play Syracuse in a quick turnaround here. You know, you get to maybe digest this and move on, I hope. But other than the emotional element of coming off this win and having to play at Syracuse, um, I think this team should be very confident now. They should be hitting the downhill part now. This thing shapes up really well for them. and And if they play... If they're right offensively now, and I think they are, and they play with anything near that intensity they played with last night, good luck beating them down the stretch and into the ACC tournament because they're going to be a very dangerous. Why wouldn't they be a dangerous ACC tournament team? The, you know, North Carolina and Duke are the two best teams, and Clemson's already proven they can handle both of them. So who's to fear? Um, Doug in Greenville. Doug, how are you? Good, Wild. How are you? Good, Doug. Appreciate you getting in. Yeah, long-time listener, first-time caller. I just wanted to see if you could clarify something for yeah. me. 
when we played North Carolina up there, was it 220 when we won the first time? Was that not in Carmichael Auditorium because of COVID? Um, I don't believe so. Um, okay. I'm thinking that game was in the, the Dean Dome. Pretty sure. But I'll check that. I, I, I don't recall All that, right. honestly. Well, I was proud of them last night. Go Tigers. And yep. I just wanted to, to get that clarified if I yep. could. Seems like I remember that. But anyway, love the show. Thank Thanks you, Doug. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, Tish said it was uh, a full arena and it was uh, pre-COVID. Yeah, that's I, – I, I was – it was in the Dean Dome, I'm um, uh, virtually certain. In fact, I am certain of it. Um, but, yeah, the effort last night, uh, again, absolutely incredible. Um, oh, Ben was there. <laughs> it was in the Dean Dome and before COVID. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's how I remembered it. Um but uh, Ben was Ben uh, Milstead was was actually there, so he would uh, he would know. So now both games were in the Dean Dome. That's that was my recollection. So uh, two of the last three, two of the last three in the Dean Dome. Somebody asked me about uh, Jack Clark here. Um, I said something about Jack Clark. Uh, where is it? Where is it? No, I can't find it. Um, Here's another Clark text. Love Clark's length and athleticism last night. Yeah, Clark, Clark's the missing link, you know. And it, it, as I said, the last time I interviewed Brad and I asked him that, he, you know, you could tell he just, he wouldn't let himself count on Jack Clark. And I get that. There, there was like almost nothing to go on. Now, you know, a week or so later, there's a little more to go on. I'm going to be interested to see whether, whether he's willing to jump in willing to dip his toes in that Jack Clark water a little more because again, this was a guy who was so vital um, in terms of the preseason expectations that uh, that it was a major loss not to have him. Again, he was supposed to fill the Hunter the Hunter Tyson role. And so definitely a, an enormous an enormous loss. Uh, for Clemson not to have him all year. I, I The game I most think about in relation to, to Jack Clark is the game at Miami because Miami had all those 6'8 shooters who were all on fire, and, and Clark could have done something about that. Clemson doesn't have another guy like that. You know, uh, Wiggins has that type of length, but he's not ready as a defender or a rebounder. He's ready as a scorer and a shooter. He's both those things, a scorer and a shooter. But Clemson doesn't have a body type like Clark that can compete off the glass, can rebound out of his area, can guard multiple positions. He did all of those things. He did all of those things. So, yeah, I mean, it. he's he's 100% vital. A texter asked me if Clark had knocked down that three, do you think you would have gotten that same against Virginia would you've gotten the same effort against North Carolina. I, I would think so. I, I, I would, I would think so. Um, but look, if there's ever a team that should be in the right state of mind now, moving forward, it's this team. Just like I said, the only issue I have is that little focus issue about coming down off of this and refocusing on the task at hand against Syracuse. 
And Syracuse has quality guard play. They're a different team than they've been in the past. They're a man team now. They don't play the zone. They've moved on from that. Uh, we'll talk specifically about Syracuse, and we'll ask Brad about Syracuse a little bit uh, a little bit later. Um, I'm getting all these uh, COVID uh, texts about uh, when COVID affected things. Uh, see, like knowing when COVID affected things is like not my. It's like just not my thing. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I. I don't like the specifics of. When COVID started affecting things, I'm just not, I'm not 100% sure. Hey, Ramona, unrelated, I saw this story, and I, I, don't, I don't have it in front of me, but, but listen to this. These two dudes in Oklahoma are doing a high school football game, right? Okay. They're the commentators. Yeah. And okay. this one, the biggest paper in Oklahoma is the Oklahoman, right? It's a big deal in Oklahoma, right? But these two guys are covering a high school football game, and, and, um, and the Oklahoman runs a story about how a guy named Scott Sapulpa, Sapulpa, I'm coming to you on the phone lines, um, used racist and derogatory comments during his broadcast of the high school football game. What? Well, what happens, a couple things happened here. Uh, one, his partner uh, didn't like the fact that uh, that players were kneeling for the national anthem when this occurred. Okay, but the Oklahoma ran this story on uh, on Scott Sap- on, Sa- on Scott Sapulpa about how he used these racist and derogatory comments during the game, and Scott Sapulpa sued the Oklahoman because. It wasn't he who made the comments. It was his broadcast partner. It was the other guy? It was the other guy. And he did. The other guy went way overboard. He yeah, he, he used the uh, million-dollar word on air. All right. The other guy is the guy who made the derogatory and racist comments. You know, here's the thing. When you're like a newspaper... And you're going to air that kind of stuff. You're going to publish that kind of stuff. You better have the name right. You better yeah. you better be right about you what you say. Stuff right if you're going to do that. You know what the bill? Wow. for Do you know what the bill for not having it right was? How much? How much did he get? A jury just awarded him twenty five million dollars. Wow. So yeah, I don't I don't blame him. Yeah, you got a guy who's a you know this guy went into that game. He's a little high school broadcaster locally in uh, in uh, in Oklahoma. Now he's uh, twenty five million dollars richer. Yeah, that's yeah. nil money, by the way. <laughs> nil money, but you know I'm guessing that the individual who ran with that story for the Oklahoman has probably been fired. Probably not working there anymore. <laughs> I would think not. And does the Oklahoman? I know. I mean, I, I know. You, you don't gotta edit. Don't editors supposed to fact check? Don't you send your story? Especially to over somebody? something like that. It, yeah, if you're gonna accuse somebody of something like that, and and you, nobody checked it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's bad. Yep. 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 Uh, back to the phones. And who's on line one, Ramona? Other than a wireless caller. All right, let me get to uh, let me get to Tar Heel Chad, and then uh, ja- Jacob and Robert coming right up. Tar Heel Chad, well, how are you, Chad? Hey, I'm doing well. 
I think we talked yesterday about 6.10 or so, I think, as you went off early, and you were talking about the setup that you you pretty much nailed. My daughter, who works uh, the basketball, works in the athletic department, sent me a text probably 10 minutes after we talked, said, yeah, Trimble's not paying. So I was like, okay, let me get this right. Duke, Tuesday night game, letdown game, no Trimble, this is set. And then I turn it on, and the crowd is dead immediately. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be bad. This is a chance to go down tonight. Didn't know it was going to get off to a 15-2 to start. Uh, but they played their tail off. Clemson, I mean, a good game plan. And when you when you have the lead all the way until the four-minute mark for and give it up for uh, 10 seconds, you outplayed the other team. You had your act together, and you played the – you had to play a good game to win, no doubt, but you played really well. We played bad, but Clemson had a lot to do with it. So not a whole lot else to say. I, they, yeah. they played like a team that needed to win, yeah. and, and you know, they did. And the thing is, Chad, given uh, some of the past recent struggles they've had closing games out, uh, when they hit that four-minute mark and it was tied, uh, you those, those past haunting memories start to creep in, and they could have easily caved at that point. But they were not having it last night. They were not caving last night. You could you could just you could you could just tell you could read their faces, you know that they were that they were just not going to have it last night. I thought they played. I thought defense again. I've watched Clemson a good bit. They haven't. I thought the perimeter defense was really. I thought they they guarded last night, and uh, it, you know if you play hard. Usually good things happen, right? Yeah. Just like me and my career yeah. with work. When you work hard, I mean, it feeds on itself. And you had to play good there. And, he, you know, it's I, – I was just – I could not believe, A, one, the game plan they had, the, the matchup zone really bothered us. I forget how much time he used it. I'm guessing maybe eight to ten minutes. Yeah, probably. Of the game. Yeah. But it, it was definitely good. And, again, we didn't play great, but, again, Clemson had – a lot to do with that. And then when you make 11 threes versus one, yeah. that's a big damn deal. Yeah, big part of the game. Big part of the game. Just part of the game. putting the round object through the peach basket, as I always say, Chad. There was, you look, one thing we knew going in that Clemson wasn't going one of 18 from three again. You do that going in. And, and, uh, and so they went from a 21 point disadvantage from three point line in game one to a six point advantage last night. Well, there's the difference between winning and losing. It does change the, you know, it's just, man, Percet basketball is such a long season. And yeah. We all as fans get hyped up on one win or one loss. Yep. And, you know, every game has its own different set of circumstances and, you know, different matchups. So, you know, hopefully Clemson keep playing well because they, if they play like that last night or even 90% of it, it'll definitely prove them out to, to uh, you know, should they have to finish the season well. Yeah, so no question. anyway, yep. I don't have a whole lot to say. They, they did it. Yep. Thank cool. you, Chad. Y'all have a good one, buddy. Uh, ben writes, uh, UNC win. Well, I'll get him when we come back. Quick break. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. 
Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. So you're looking for financing on your next vehicle. AutoWorks in Greer has you covered with easy in-house financing and super fast approvals. Low down payments make life simple. And there's no need to drive all the way to the dealership. We can give you an answer in as little as 10 minutes. Just fill out our fast app online at autoworksSC.com. With almost 80 vehicles to choose from, including trucks and 3-0 SUVs, finding your vehicle just got easier. Kick off 2024 in style by visiting AutoWorksSC.com. That's AutoWorksSC.com. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. Spring is coming, and with it, pollen season. Be ready to rid your ride of pollen by purchasing your Tiger Express Wash Anywhere Unlimited Fast Pass. Visit Tiger Express Wash online or any of their three locations for a pre-purchased monthly pass that can be used as often as you like at all Tiger Express wash sites in Clemson, Pendleton, and Easley. You can be ready in advance with a fast pass from Tiger Express Wash. More locations, same quality care. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. 